ready to begin your business? Should you be an LLC or a C corporation? How do you track the cost of goods versus operating supplies? What are your depreciable assets? Are you structured to obtain business credit? Not sure? Get a boss. An individual business operations success suite from Elite Eight Tax and Financial Services will position your business for success and avoid the pitfalls of startups. From registering with your state, operating agreements, bookkeeping, tax filings, and more, Elite Eight Tax and Financial Services can be your growth partner at every level of your business. Schedule your needs assessment today at www.elite8financial.com/boss or by phone at four six nine four one two zero zero five six. What's good, family? Wanted to come to you guys real quick. I know we're off schedule, uh, but there was a news release from the SBA, the Small Business Administration today, uh, talking about the release of a new portal that's going to be available to apply to on August the 4th. This is for people who have a PPP loan. Uh, now, y'all know I go in hard on the jokes on the PPP, but um, if you have a PPP loan that is for $150,000 or less, they have a streamlined forgiveness program for you guys. And I think this is a much needed program providing a lot of relief because there's a lot of questions. Uh, most of you have already either had to make your first payment or your first payment is coming up. So please go and check out, uh, you can uh, check out this news link at uh, sba.gov and get that information. Uh, and so next we wanna to talk to you guys about the term of the week and everything. This is stemming from last episode's five minutes of fire. So before we get into that, we're gonna do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, rule number one, make sure you have your pen and paper available or whatever, whatever notes you take, uh, whatever you take notes on. Second, if you have not done so already, share the video. And of course, we want to give you all a shout out. Uh, so let me know who you are and where you're watching from. Be sure to give StreamYard permission to use your name so it doesn't just look like Facebook user over here on my end. What's going on, Coach Tawana? Yes, uh, update your clients. This is a big deal. Um, I've had a lot of calls here recently from people asking about how to get this done. I do not specialize in this area. Uh, once they told us about all of the strict guidelines to us being paid for taking that time, I was like, yeah, no, I'm out. And for my clients that were already a part of our uh, programs, uh, our boss programs, it was a, a handover for them. You know, they all got funded in a short period of time. If you find that you are in that place where you're still wearing all of the hats of a CEO and you're struggling to keep up with your books and payroll and HR procedures, taxes, sales taxes, etc., go ahead and go to 
bit.ly slash boss coach and we can help you facilitate that uh, when you get there this particular program is all about coaching you and giving you the tools to mitigate um, the operational part of your business if you want to actually outsource those services you can go ahead and go to elite8financial.com slash boss and one of our representatives will send you intake information, get you set up with a secure portal, and have you ready to go. So we will be back right after this. Welcome to Boss Talk Radio, the number one online business and entrepreneurial talk show. Brought to you by Elite 8 Tax and Financial Services. Boss talk Radio, keeping it real, yeah, that's for sure. He gon' fix your situation like there ain't no time for wasting. We ain't playing when we sing. He the boss. And if you ever have a problem, he gon' show you how to solve it. Listen in and he'll show you he the boss. Talk Here's your host, the sexy cat expert, George Andrew. All right, if you have not done so already, check link on the screen bit.ly slash remarkable biz volume two i am a contributing author in that book you can get the uh kindle version for as low as uh 99 cents i believe and then the book i believe is uh 12.99 so be sure to pick that up a lot of uh well-rounded contributing authors to that that's really giving you guys the business so today we're going to talk about what it means to be referable. All right, so um, we hear a lot of people talk about in business, we talk about word of mouth. You ask someone how they're growing their business, etc. That is a common response, word of mouth. I want you guys to think about that for a second now. Word of mouth is great if you have a restaurant or a particular, you know, similar service uh, to that. But we want to talk about referrals and what it means to be referable. So this is my uh, edited definition on that. It simply means to be worthy of recommendation. I want you guys to get that in your system. Worthy of recommendation. If you have a business, one of the questions that you're probably commonly asked is, what problem does your business solve? When you have the answer to that question, then it becomes a question of, are you referable? Because one of the hardest things to do is to acquire new clients. You know, uh, you put out this market, money in marketing, uh, social media ads, magazines, whatever it is you may do in order to attract attention. But if you are not really servicing your clients, and I mean giving them five-star customer service, are you really 
referable. Some of you that have been following the show for a while, you may have remembered the episode back in season one, uh, The Art and Science of Customer Service. If you have not watched that, I definitely recommend that you go back and uh, pick up that piece of game as well. But being referable, if you put this money out there to attract these clients, and let's say you have one come in, and the extent of the service you provide is pretty much what they've expected. Like, this is your value proposition. This is what you've delivered, you know, at whatever cost it was that you put out there to them or what have you. But there was nothing else stellar about your service. There was nothing else that went, for lack of better words, above and beyond. You know, I think about an organization I used to work for back when I was in corporate where everybody understood who their customer was within the organization and everybody service their customer at a very, very high level. The benefit of this was that the front line, the people at the very front of this equation where the money came in was always able to execute a promise because they knew they had an entire team backing them up. So they were able to make these above normal uh, commitments that went above and beyond the competition, especially at that value proposition, at that value point. Um, so with that said, though, some of the key things that you want to keep in mind when determining if you're referable. One, you want to show up on time. You can't claim to respect somebody, but disrespect their time. The next thing is, at a bare minimum, you want to do what you say. You know, um, if you put a whole lot of this and that and the other out there and build up these expectations, but you don't fulfill them at that level, you've overpromised and underdelivered. Next is you want to finish what you start, you know, see that thing through, do the necessary follow-ups and always say please and thank you. This goes a long way. You know, uh, gratitude is, is an amazing thing because it doesn't cost anything, you know. So ask yourself this question. Are your clients writing reviews about your service, about your experience, about uh, their experience with you, the, your product uh, that they may have taken on. If not, maybe it met their expectation, but didn't do much more than that. Do you feel comfortable asking for a review? You know, but when we talk about really being worthy of recommendation, it's really like establishing yourself uh, as the authority in a particular place, not only as a knowledge source, but as the person that will get the job done. And here's why a referral is so much more valuable than word of mouth. You know, um, I'll go somewhere to eat or whatever, and I'll use one that I recently did uh, that I've been trying to get to for years, but there's a place in Houston, Texas called The Breakfast Club. I went there, phenomenal service, <clears throat> phenomenal food. I gave an excellent review uh, on their site and everything, but that's not a recommendation. 
I mean, uh, you know, that's not really a referral. That's just like word of mouth. If somebody asks me, you know, hey, you know, I'm in Houston. What's a good spot to eat? I'm going to mention that. If I'm just talking about a dining experience, I may mention that, you know, but a referral usually comes on the heel of a problem. And that's why I asked, well, what problem does your business solve? Because Let's take myself for an example. Um, I work in tax representation. You know, if someone were to ask one of my clients, you know, or they're in a conversation and they're describing a tax problem or what have you, what they're going to do is say, hey, you need to call George because he did this or that or the other for me or what have you. So, with that said, a referral has more value because nine times out of 10, there's a personal experience attached. There's, you know, a, a, a love for whatever you've done for this other person or what have you. But more importantly, a referral is somebody saying, hey, I will stake my reputation your connection with me, I value you enough to tell you to go to this person because I believe they're going to take care of you. Now, the worst thing that can happen is a referral comes to you and then um, you miscommunicate the needs, you misrepresent what you're capable of doing. We talked about that in the last episode when we were talking about campaigning for things and then you get elected and you can't fulfill the job. You know, you have to be careful how you represent yourself out here in these social media streets. So, um, but with the referral, you know, and I saw that, uh, I don't know if she's still on. I saw my coach Tawana on a little bit earlier. If somebody was to ever ask me anything regarding LinkedIn, I'm going to refer to one. Why? Because number one, I have the personal receipts for what she's capable of. Yeah, she's got books and, and, and accolades and awards and, and, and uh, you know, a very healthy client lists and, you know, many publication uh, appearances or whatever. But I can personally speak to what she's accomplished for me. And so if someone in my circle were to have that type of an issue with that specific thing, I'm going to wholeheartedly recommend her. And I don't feel the need after that to really follow up. I don't, you ever refer to somebody and then you got to call the person they refer to check in on like, how's this uh, thing going? Like what's going on? I don't have to follow up on that because I know she is what she represents. She's going to handle that business, you know? And so ask yourself, are you referable? Are you worthy of the recommendation in your particular space at whatever it is that you do, you know, because case in point, I also do tax preparation. Well, in word of mouth, my name gets around a lot for that, you know, but those are customers coming in. They may stay a year, maybe two or three 
or whatever, they may not have that same degree of loyalty. They're looking to get a tax return done. Chances are it's past the deadline. So all of your little, you know, uh, pop-up shops, <laughs> they're already closed for the year or whatever. And everybody knows that I'm here, I'm in place, I'm ready to execute or what have you. So I may get that. But with the referral, it's usually something always much more than that. These people come and they have problems. And they're looking for George to solve that problem, you know. So I encourage you guys, evaluate your, your customer experience. Don't allow pride to get in the way of becoming greater, you know, for all the stuff that I know and all the stuff that I do within this industry, I still call on colleagues. I still take over 60 hours per year in CE to stay abreast of what's going on and changes so that I can always be better for my clients. True story. I had a situation uh, where a client came to me way after the fact case was closed by the IRS, etc. It looked like there was no helping uh, this guy once I kind of dug into it and looked for every option. Six, eight months go by, I happened to be taking a class. And in that class, they started to talk about almost his exact situation. You know, and I learned some stuff. So as a result, I was able to go back to him and say, hey, I know we had uh, this Mr. Case and everything, but we have some new information. We think we may be able to help. The flip side of this, though, is that because we did that, even though it wasn't an expectation from him, he sings our praises. That's the word of mouth part. But in the circles that he runs in, the problem he had wasn't too uncommon. And so he would refer people. And I built up another book of business and another vertical uh, niche as a result of that. You know, so this is what I mean when I say, worthy of recommendation. Make sure that you are always seeking, you know, after a customer experience, they purchase a product, whatever the case may be, afford them some time to use it, or if it's a service, you know, follow up with them after that and ask the question, hey, how was this for you? What areas do you think we could improve? Now, of course, a lot of people are gonna tell you price. <laughs> that's not, that's a non-negotiable right there, but, as it relates to hitting your benchmarks on executing your deliverables, what are people saying about you? What should people be saying about you? What do you want to have said about you? Referrals are the least expensive cost acquisition you will ever get because everybody that comes from it Granted, once they're vetted, they're not going to become a customer. They're going to become a client. If you don't know the difference between the two, again, go back and watch the art and science of customer service and kind of pick up on that thing. So I hope you guys were able to take something uh, away from this. We enjoyed bringing this to you. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we have a special guest coming on um, because I'm seeing a lot of bad information out here on these social media streets about uh, about trust and whatnot. 
And so we're going to kind of set the record straight on that thing. Uh, that's going to be on, I believe, August 20th. Uh, and then we're also working on scheduling uh, another interview uh, with my man Amari, him and his wife, uh, talking about what it looks like. Because, you know, we have all of these gender wars and couple stuff going on, the bickering between genders and whatnot. And so we're going to, uh, because we haven't done a relationship episode in a minute, so we're going to revisit the uh, what that success looks like in a balanced uh, relationship. You've been listening to Boss Talk Radio. This is your man, George Dandridge. I will see you guys on next week. Boss.